0: You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. How's everybody doing this morning? Can we give our worship team a round of applause? They've, uh, man, they've really been listening to all the lessons I've been giving them, and they're really, they're getting there. We're really, they're getting there, so, uh. Do we have any Cowboys fans? Raise your hand if you're cow- Cowboys fans. Bless your little hearts. It's, it's been so long since you've actually could, even in your own hearts, believe you're actually good. Uh, I was talking to somebody before the service. It's like, right, Cowboys are actually actually pretty good this year. So good for y'all for sticking with them. So, uh, Hey, for the record, I just feel like I should acknowledge something about myself. This is opening weekend of deer season and second weekend of deer season that I've been preaching and not going hunting. I'm laying my life down for the sake of the gospel. And thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, it, all for the glory of God. I mean, it's just... It's just you know. No, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, really, really am. It's, it's, it's always fun to, to, to make the drive. I, I come in usually on Saturday nights and just hang out here, hang out here in Midland overnight. And uh, I, I just, I'm so glad to get to be here. This, this week's a little different. Well, this Sunday's a little different in that... I just came back from um, a week with 17 men in Montana and we, we used fly fishing to get them there, but some incredible, incredible things broke out. We saw guys getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues for the first time, guys prophesying for the first time. Uh, When I say the Spirit of the Lord was just so thick there, it was just crazy, because even when it was time to get ready to go fishing, at one point I just said, hey, I want you all to listen to this song on YouTube, and I just put a song on that, a Sonos system in the kitchen, or the dining room area, and next thing you know, 20 minutes of sporadic worship just broke out, and guys were on their knees worshiping, and uh, it was really, really a powerful time. Uh, there were some dudes, and, and what I love the most about it, I love the, I love structure, I'm a structure guy, what I love the most about it, it was just the organic family nature of it, we were just there, and you just never knew what God was going to do, and I honestly feel like I'm carrying a little bit of, of that this morning, I just, I really want to give the Lord uh, full place. We say this sometimes cliche, or, or we say it in a cliche way. Lord, this is your time. But really, we have our notes. We're going to get through, and we have a time. We have all those things. So we don't really fully give it to Him. But it's it's my heart's desire to look at this. And I told our team earlier. Let's just remind ourselves that we're not walk, what we're doing here today is not a business meeting. It's a family reunion. This this is family. And so really is just it's an honor and a privilege to get to to be here. I'm not here as much as I am. Uh, you, or I used to be, uh, and so some of your faces I don't all the way recognize, and if I've never met you, I'm, I mean this with all my heart, please come introduce yourself uh, to me before you leave, I'd love to get a chance to meet you. You guys have a great campus pastor, Cody and Stacy do a phenomenal job, and uh, you guys are really, 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 really blessed, so anyway, let's just jump right in, I feel like I have a, quite a bit of, uh, of information to cover, while well, I say I have information to cover, I'm usually a, a bit of a teacher, that's kind of my... That's kind of usually what I do, and, and I was preparing this message a couple of weeks ago. I spoke this message in the Lubbock church uh, last weekend, and when I was preparing this message, I was trying to get into my, um, my teacher flow, and so that sat late Saturday night, I was, well, I actually, started right after lunch Saturday afternoon a couple of weeks ago, and spent all Saturday afternoon uh, up at the office trying to, trying to put a message together to be honest with you and it just wasn't coming together in the normal way and it took me some time. There were a few college football games that were a bit of a distract, distraction but that's not the, that's not the point here. Um, but no, it, it, honestly it took me some time before I really really honed in on what I felt like the, the heart of the Lord was and I was going to teach a message called Stewarding the Prophetic. Stewarding the Prophetic but when I got finished it had turned into Stirring Up the Prophetic. So my desire today, my, my plan today, is to the best of my ability, is to stir up the prophetic in you. How many of you guys have ever had a, an encounter with a prophet or prophetic ministry? Uh, some of you. Okay, well, we're going to try to get the rest of you before it's all said and done, so uh, we're, 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 I'm excited about this. A couple, mu- couple months ago, I taught a message on this, or I taught a message called The Five Pillars of Kingdom Decision-Making, and uh, it was somewhat of almost a life message for me and how I've lived my life and made the decisions that we've made. But the five pillars of kingdom decision-making were the Word, the Holy Spirit, prophecy, spiritual family, and wisdom. And if you want, you can go back on one of our podcasts or YouTube channels and, and get caught up on that. But I really want to focus today on that, that prophetic piece. Obviously, when you're trying to cover five major topics in one Sunday, you really can't, you really can't um, dial it in completely So I want to spend a little bit more time on the prophetic. I also just want to let you know in advance, if you're looking for some deep dive in the prophetic, that's really not what today is. I really just want to to stir your faith for the prophetic. There's other things that you can do. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I'm actually going through an online class called Basic Training in the prophetic. I've been in and around the prophetic for a long time. But it's one of those things that once you start down that road, you almost can't get enough of it. And so even I'm still learning and growing and developing in this as as well. Uh, One of the things I talk often about is just the list of gifts in Scripture. Uh, In Ephesians chapter four, there's only three places where there are gifts, according to Scripture, listed. Um, Ephesians chapter four is one of the lists. Ephesians chapter four says, and God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. In that list of gifts is prophets. Uh, And so uh, I'll talk a little bit about Prophets today. Second list is in Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve are actually the father gifts, the redemptive gifts. There are seven of those. Let's see if I can get them all right. Uh, uh, there's prophet, servant, exhorter, ruler, teacher, mercy, giver, giver. There we go. And uh, and so th- 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 those are more your your father gifts. And that and prophet also made it in prophecy. Actually, also. Uh, made it into that list of gifts. Although that word for prophecy is a little bit different, we're not going to touch on that today. Uh, The third list of gifts, and I apologize to the team in the back, I didn't give them this scripture in time, but I actually felt like during worship we were supposed to read this and put your eyes on this. If you've got your phone or your Bible, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Don't be checking your fantasy football teams. Um, If I can't, you can't either. So, I just want to read these, and again, they're not going to be on the screen because I, this is, I, I just came up with this or decided to put this on my notes. But I want you to see with your eyes a couple of statements so you actually kind of have to turn there. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 1. Let's go old school. When you get there, say amen. amen. I like that. It I just felt right. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. What is the goal here? To make sure that you are aware of everything that God has for you. And in fact, the the more accurate translation is not concerning spiritual gifts, it's actually uh, uh, now concerning the spiritual. The spiritual. So not concerning the spiritual, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and no one can say that Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but at the same time, but it is the same God, excuse me, who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles. And here's what we're going to talk about today, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he, as he wills. I, I, I want to touch on that version of prophecy there in 1 Corinthians 12. i touch a little bit on, on, on prophets, fivefold office prophets as well. Let me give you a simple definition of prophecy this is not a, a conclusive, but this is a, a simple definition of prophecy. Prophecy is the foretelling and the forthtelling of the future by the power of the Holy Spirit for, this, for the sake of edifying, encouraging, and comforting people. It is foretelling, in other words, telling the future, here's what's going to happen, here's what I see going to happen in the future, and then also forthtelling using the power of your words to create the future. One's telling you what the future is already going to be, whether you like it or not. The other is forth telling and and creating, prophetically declaring the future for the sake of edifying by the Holy Spirit for the sake of edifying and encouraging and comforting people. I, I want to tell you just a little bit about my first encounter with the prophetic because I think that's I think that's something that I think that marks everyone. And it, it, it's something you never forget. Once you've been marked by, well, especially for me, how I, how it happened with me, you really can't go back. And uh, it was early 2004, early early 2004, late 2005, uh, best I can remember. And a friend of mine, I was living here in Midland, and um, I was actually uh, the I think I was the youth pastor and the facilities guy for my parents' church, Cowboy Church, uh, the Cowboy Church Faith Country, I think it was called at that time, and uh, and so. I was working there, and a friend of mine said, hey, you, you've got to come with me to see this guy. Uh, his name is Tim Story. He's going to be in Leveland, Texas, and he's this prophetic guy, and you've you've got to see this guy. And so I, I went, and uh, when we get there, of course, I guess somehow the I, somehow they found out that I was there in, and I was in ministry and at that time that church had a thing where if you were an honest church staff they would have you come sit on the front row just to kind of honor you or whatever and so uh, I got there and we the, the service started and they actually introduced me and everybody else that was there to see this guest speaker. It was a pretty good sized church. Uh, they introduced us all and then they, they introduced him and he comes up and he, he, uh, he says, well first of all he just preaches a very encouraging uh, a very encouraging message, and then when he gets done, and mind you, this this guy Tim story was um, the youngest person. If I remember this correctly, he was the youngest person to ever be on the board of on the board uh, for um, oh, what's his Benny Hinn. for the for Benny Hen. How many of you guys know who Benny Hen is? You, 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 at least you've seen the gifts. Raise your hand if you've seen the Benny Hinn gifts you know, on your phone. So um, some of you didn't think that was funny. Um, <laughs> So, so that, that gives you a little bit of context for what kind of ministry this guy functioned in. And so uh, he, he, does this, he does this message, and then he says, okay, uh, we're gonna go ahead, and I feel like the Lord's called us to deal with, I think it was knees, backs, and something else. I remember knees and backs, but I cannot remember what the third thing was, to be honest with you. Here's what I know. When I heard he was connected with Benny Hinn, I kind of had an idea of what I was walking into. And then to be very, very honest with you, I was glad I didn't have a knee issue or a back issue and I could just watch. Anybody else ever been there where you're like, hey, you know what? You do you, boo-boo. I'm just going to stick right here. Um, So I, honestly, that's really where I was, and I grew up in, the charismatic, in, in a charismatic church, Pentecostal church, and I, I had seen a lot, but I also had seen a lot of dysfunction, so I'm pretty sure that most of what I saw was not exactly what I needed to see at times, have you guys been there before, and so it's like I, I'd been there and seen some things, and I think my, my spirit believed, most of you would agree with this, even in, even in the weird stuff, your spirit still believed, you see things in Scripture, you just didn't find someone that knew how to do it right? <laughs> And so um, I had seen some things, but I was very, very hesitant, had never been slain in the spirit or prophesied over or anything like that. And so um, he says, we're going to deal with knees and backs and uh, something else. So I was like, okay, good. This will be fun to watch. And so we, we go through the service and I mean, I'm watching stuff like, like the stuff you see on, 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 the, on the clips if you've ever watched anything like this or if you've ever been to a service like this. Uh, Tim's, Tim was one of those blow on you kind of guys. You, you ever been around one of those guys? He, he's one of them kind of, he didn't, he didn't push you over so you couldn't, have you ever been seen one of these services? There's the pushers, Tim wasn't a pusher. Tim, was a, he was a blower on you. And so, um, and so I, he would tell people, he'd say, he'd call them out of the crowd and he'd prophesy over them and then he'd just go, and I mean just flatten them right where they were at. I mean, fl- and I mean, grown men, I, I, I watched him one time, this is no joke, I watched him one time, um, <laughs> this is actually in Odessa, Texas, and he, uh, he said, there was, he t- tells a lady, in the back, she said, ma'am, the Lord told me he's going to heal your knee. Do you have a knee issue? And she's like, yes, sir. And he said, he's going to heal your knee. Come to the front. And she was a, a shorter lady, a little heavier set, and wearing a full-length dress. And she was dressed really nice, full-length dress. And so she starts kind of making her way to the front. And as, as she's making her way to the front, Tim says, you know, if the Lord told me, if the Lord told me he was going to heal my knee, I'd run. And, well, and I was like, and of course, the lady's like, well, my God, I better do what he says, so she just starts shuffling as fast as so she can get that little, that little dress to go, you know, and I mean, she got about to, I'll never forget this, because like, I was sitting right over on this side of the, this, the building, and, and she was running down this aisle like this, and she got about to the front row, and he goes, Phew. and it was like Michael the archangel just speared her, I mean, <laughs> it's like her, her legs kept going, I don't know if you can see this, the legs kept going, the head and neck did not, just forgive me for what I'm about to say, and she bounced like when when she when she hit she, it was three solid bounces. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, and it was so it was so crazy that the whole the whole congregation went, <gasps> and I was like, oh snap, she just got clotheslined by the spirit, and. And, I'm tell- and, and of course, when everybody gasped, at T- Tim was like, hey, everybody calm down. Because, I mean, everybody was panicking a little bit. They thought something would happen to her. I, I'm pretty sure something did happen to her. She probably got CTE. And it, so she, <laughs> I need to calm down. I need to calm down. But and he, and he literally said, hey, everybody calm down. If the Lord can do that, he can heal her. And I'm like, I don't know. That was a pretty serious hit she just took there. I don't really know about that. But that was the kind of stuff that I was watching. I was watching all night at that my first time there in in Levelland, Texas. And um, he gets done with the service. I thought he was done with the service, and the the other pastor had already come back up to take the mic, and it was fixing to be the handoff. And right before the handoff, uh, the guy says, "Hang on just a minute, just a second, Pastor. There's one more thing I I need to do." He goes, "I need that young man from the Cowboy Church to stand up and come up here." And I was like, no, 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 back's good, neck's good. This is not what we agreed to (laughs) before the service started. So he calls me forward, and he said, "Um, the Lord told me to tell you, you have a prophetic call on your life. That's why you see things in black and white. And God's going to use that call to change people's lives. He said, I'll never forget this, It it was a seared into my heart in that moment, he said, you have a prophetic call on your life. That's why you see things in black and white. God's going to use that to change people's lives. Now, let me tell you why that was so significant to me that day. With a couple weeks before that, we had a dear friend of ours uh, from Gillette, Wyoming in town at my parents' house, and he was talking to me, very prophetic teacher kind of a guy, and he was just asking me, kind of prodding and poking me about my call to ministry and different things, and he was asking me what How how I thought I was gifted, and I told him I said I think I'm a I think I'm a teacher. I think that's what I am, and I said I think that's why I see things so black and white. And again, I had no, I I didn't know what I was talking about, Uh, but I was trying, you know. And he said, Nah, I don't I don't think you're a teacher. He said, teachers, I'm a teacher, and I can gray things up for you real quick. He said, a lot of teachers can do that because they know both sides of the truth. And all you look throughout Scripture, you'll see things that look like they compete with each other. And some, sometimes when teaching the Scripture, you have to show both sides and then not give them a final answer. Don't you love that? And, and so anyway, he said, nah, I don't, I think you're. I think you're more prophetic, and that's why you see things in black and white. Well, when he said that to me, what I interpreted as a prophet or prophetic, I didn't understand and I didn't receive it. So I left there and I was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He don't, I'm, not, I'm not prophetic. That's not, that's not me. So he actually said the phrase, I think you're prophetic. That's why you see things in black and white. Fast forward two weeks later, the guy calls me forward and says, the Lord says you have a prophetic call on your life. That's why you see things in black and white. So that is not prophecy, that is a word of knowledge. And oftentimes in prophecy, what people who are prophetic will do, they'll flow strongly in word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and it'll get your attention. How many you guys know? If someone has you stand up and they tell you something about yourself that you, they should not know, you're listening. It's like, okay, well, what else you got to say? You know? So he tells me, you have a prophetic call in your life, that's why you see things in black and white. The next part was Prophetic. What he said after that, now that he had my attention, this was the prophetic piece. He said, God is going to use that to change people's lives. Over the course of my life, I've come to understand that when he said prophetic, that it actually refers to redemptive gift prophet, Romans 12, which I said we weren't going to go into. But just for the sake of the story, uh, my redemptive gift prophet spiritual DNA, if you will, is very black and white. And if you're a black and white person, how many of you guys just would say you're probably a pretty black and white person? We've got a few black and white people in here. How many of you guys also know that when you're really black and white, sometimes you can get a little harsh? Struggle walking in love, struggle with patience. You just, it, you, you're the first one to say something, last one to listen, <laughs> you know, one of them kind of people. Um, and over the course of my life, as I've been growing in this, I've learned that this redemptive gift prophet, if, if in the flesh, and not submitted to the Spirit and the fruits of, and walking in the fruits of the Spirit, you can get really harsh. You can get unloving, you can get unkind, you're not very tender at times. Again, that's in the flesh. That's not what the gift does, it's what your flesh does. And so over the years, I've tried to work on that. And But because, of, because I'm aware of the fact that I can at times be harsh, be too black and white, all those different things, there are times when I'm almost despising my own gift. I don't know if you've ever been there and be like, I wish I wasn't the way that I am sometimes. I just wish I was not that way. And I can't tell you how many times that I have gone back to the first prophetic word that I have ever been given. Ever been given. You have a prophetic call on your life. That's why you see things in black and white. Prophecy. God's going to use that to change people's lives. At times when I was allowing the enemy to shame me over my black and whiteness, if you will, by the Spirit, I could recall that prophetic word and encourage myself in that prophetic word, in that, because of that prophetic word. I can, when the enemy, and again, this is, this, this is, a, this is a little side note here, this is how you use prophetic words, this is how you use the word in general when the enemy comes against you, you open your mouth, you open your mouth. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, to, over, over the last, gosh, how long that's been, uh, almost 20 years now, uh, 8, 17, 18 years now, um, when the enemy comes and, and, and shames me in my mind, I open my mouth and say, no, Lord, you made me this way. You made me prophetic. You made me black and white. I'm going to continue to grow up in the spirit, and you're going to use this gift in me to change people's lives. That is what That is what prophecy is supposed to be like. Prophecy is supposed to... to, to and that was a forth-telling prophecy, if you will, not necessarily a foretelling, but a forthtelling telling prophecy in my own life that I could cling to, that I could hold on to. And it's been working in my life now. One prophetic word is still working in my life 17 years later. That was the first encounter that I ever had with, with, with prophecy. And I honestly cannot tell you over the last 16 to 17 years how significant of a role prophecy has played in my life ever since. Let me give you a couple of basic things about prophecy, because I think they're going to help. I think they're going to help you. Uh, Number one, what you have to understand is prophecy, the gift of prophecy, is for everyone. Raise your hand if you're in everyone. First Corinthians, let me give you some scripture for those of you that don't believe you're in everyone. First Corinthians 14 31 says this, it says, for you can all prophesy. I want you just to say this out loud with me. Say, I can prophesy. I can prophesy. Say it again. I can, I can prophesy. For you all can prophesy one by one. Why? That all may learn and all may be encouraged. It is the heart of God that every single one of us lean into the prophetic, the prophetic gift, the, the spiritual gift prophecy. Let me say it a little more clear. It is his desire that we all lean into, learn, and mature in the spiritual gift of prophecy so that the whole body can continue to learn and the whole body can continue to be encouraged. Learning, good. <laughs> Encouragement, good. All of these are, both of these are things that come through prophecy. Number two, you should desire the prophetic. Prophecy is for everyone and you should want it. First Corinthians 14:1 says it this way, Pursue love, desi- desire spiritual gifts, but especially, what should you desire especially? Especially that you may prophesy. Especially that you may prophesy. Prophecy is for everyone, and you should want it. If it's a gift from God, and he's a good father, why would you not want a gift that he has for you? Everything he has is, is good. And um, so if, if you walk away with nothing else, walk away with this, please. It's for you, and you should want it. and I'll just go so far as to say this: you'll want it more once you encounter it. Once you, op- once you develop a prophetic lifestyle, actually let me, let me I'm getting ahead of myself. Once you encounter that, that moment that I had with Tim's story, I'll never forget this. that moment I had with him changed my life forever. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that story. I went on, he, he marked me. He, he actually marked me that day and For the next, uh, I'd say seven years, six or seven years maybe, if he was around anywhere within that I could get to, I went and made sure I was at his meetings. I think I went to seven, I think it was about seven or eight of his meetings after that. I could not wait to get around him. And of the seven or eight times that I went to one of his meetings, I think, uh, well, once we went three, I think it was more than seven or eight. It's actually closer to ten, because one time he was here, he went like three nights in a row and uh, what was crazy is the, the, the last three times I saw him I had, a, I had laid a fleece before the Lord and I said Lord I want you to have Tim's story call me out and correct me if I'm wrong and for three straight days he didn't even look at me now why that was strange because the previous seven times I had gone to one of his meetings every time fail not he called me out of the crowd and prophesied over me and one time he even called me out and said hey I want you to go stand he said you and he never even really remembered me that was what was crazy uh, super great guy um, just was a joke. Was a joke. <laughs> and so he, he, would call, he would call me out, and, one, and he, he said, hey, one time he called me out, and he said, hey, won't you, you, young man, will not you just go stand right over there? And so I walked up on the stage and just stood there. And he said, uh, he, he goes, you ever seen anybody get healed? Have you ever laid hands on anybody and seen them get healed? I said, no, sir. He goes, all right, just stand right there. Well, he'd go over here, and he'd lay hands on someone, and they'd get healed. And he'd turn and look at me. And he goes, did you see that? I said, yes, sir, I did. And he'd go, favor, favor favor, favor, and point at me and declare favor over me. And i am like, oh, cool, man, that's good. <laughs> He'd go do it again, walk around, lay hands on someone, they get healed. He goes, hey, did you see that? Yes, sir, I did. Favor, favor, he, he did that. I, I stood up there for probably 20 minutes while he just went around the room and laid his hand on me. This man, he marked me. The prophetic has always marked me. And of course, if you go on and read even Corinthians, The Bible says, and God set these gifts in the church, first apostles, second prophets. It was the only time in Scripture you'll see such a blueprint for the church. And he said apostles and prophets. In fact, another Scripture says that the foundation of the church is apostles and prophets. It's very key. There's no wonder here I am today, uh, you know, having planted churches and leading churches and have such a close tie. To the prophetic, let, let me give you two things. I've only got a, a, about 10 minutes left, but I want to give you a couple things uh, and then maybe tell a few more stories just to continue to stir this in you. I, I want you to understand about something about prophecy. Living a prophet, in a prophetic lifestyle, living a prophetic lifestyle is scary and risky. I'm just going to put that out on Front Street. <laughs> living a prophetic lifestyle, like living in this, it's, it's going to be a little bit scary at times and it's going to be extremely risky almost all the time. And that, that's, not just in, that's not just in giving, that goes for walking out prophetic words over your own life and giving prophetic words to someone else. It goes to both. They both can be very scary at times and they both can be very risky. Uh, as it pertains to walking out prophecies, I remember when I came to Midland for the, well the second time actually, the third time, I was in Amarillo and I was fixing to be sent to Midland to be the campus pastor of another church here in Midland. And before I went, I, the pastor and then uh, the prophet of the house, if you will, uh, still very, very close friend of mine, he actually prays over our church, me, every single week, almost every single day of every single week. He's regularly giving input into this church prophetically from Florida now. And, uh, but this was one of the first prophetic words I remember him giving me about my ministry and our church here in our, our call in Midland. We were, they were praying over me to kind of commission me before they sent us to, to Midland. And he said... Um, I have, a, I see, I see a vision over your life, and I see you. I see you in the sanctuary there in Midland. It was this other church. He said, "I see you in the sanctuary, and you're walking around to in individual chairs, but the chairs are not chairs; they're filing cabinets. And so it was like a room full of filing cabinets, and you're you are walking around to every filing cabinet, and you can open the drawer." and pull out a, a file and read it, put it back in, and I just see you going around to different filing cabinets and the, having the ability to read what's in the filing cabinet. And at the time he gave me the word, I, it made no sense to me, didn't know what that was, but it was one of those things that I had trusted this man. I also had a, I had a belief in and a respect for the prophetic. And so because of that, I, I, I watched over that word. I thought about that word. Huh, I wonder what that word means. I, I, I pondered that word, and so in fact, it was very. And I'm not going to get to this in my message, but it's towards the end of my message. I wanted to talk about uh, in my notes Mary. That was one of the things that was said about Mary when the when the shepherds came to um, when the shepherds came to visit Mary after she had had Jesus, and they were telling everyone that was in the town about how the angels had come to them in the fields and what the angels had said. It said that Mary was listening to what the shepherds were saying, and it said she kept those words in her heart. I'd even go so far to say that one of the reasons Mary was chosen to be the carrier of the Savior of the world is how she handled the words of the Lord. Not just the written words, the prophetic spoken words. She was a, she watched over those words. And, I, and I, there were different words over my life that I would watch over. That was one of them. And I remember one time... Uh, before uh, before church on a Sunday, uh, one of the most powerful Sundays I've ever had uh, for me personally. I remember that I was walking through, and I used to do this every Sunday. I'd walk through every single row and lay hands on every single chair. We've got people that do that now. Neil prays over all of our chairs, different people pray over the sanctuary and, and, and pray for you. But I remember wa- I'd walk through and I'd just lay hands on every single chair and pray. And one one Sunday, I'll never forget this, if the sh- it was a much smaller sanctuary, but I was kind of in that back section, and I just felt like the word eating disorder came to my mind. Just, it was random. It was just eating disorder. And I was like, huh, eating disorder. And then as soon as I heard that word, it was followed by the Holy Spirit reminding me about that word that Joe gave about my ability to go to all the filing cabinets, open a file, and pull it out and read it. And I'm, it, it, I'm just walking you through my process. I literally wasn't like, it wasn't like this super spiritual moment. I just had this thought like, huh, I wonder if I could figure out which one of these chairs fits with eating disorder. And I, I wonder if I could do that. And I'd never done this before. So I literally, as God is my witness, I didn't know, I didn't know, how to, I didn't know what to do next. I had a word, I had a thought, and that's it. I, I have <laughs> Laughs now. Think about it. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go straight spiritual metal detector on this one. <laughs> so I literally just started. I just had my hand out like this, and I just kept walking down all the chairs, like beep, beep. No, I didn't do the beep. I was just for you. <laughs> but I, I just started walking, and I was like, okay, maybe the Lord will alert me as to which chair. I don't know. Again, can I just say this? Faith isn't doing the right thing. Faith is doing something. So just remember that. As you're, as you're growing and learning in the prophetic, you're not going to get it right the first time, more than likely. The Lord may give you a layup and just to get you to keep going, but I'm just saying, you're going to have some stumbles, you're going to have some mess ups, but it's not that you do the right thing every time, it's that you do something every time. So I'm doing something and I'm walking around, you know, and I'm just like, and, and I'm going through all the bag, and wiggling around and I, I cannot come up and I get to the very front row. Now, you guys know this. Oftentimes the front row, it's not as much here, but front row is kind of like, that's, where, that's like where the leaders sit. That's where like the prayer, you, you, certain some churches, you, the corners, you can't sit on the corners because that's where the ushers, and then you got the, some churches, you got security, you got the guys with the little earpieces. And, you know, it, 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 so there's certain places. Well, I, I'm walking, I'm walking, and I get to the front row, and I'm starting to get disappointed because in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I didn't get anything, and I, went I, front row, I know everybody sits on the front row. This is a little church, 150, 200 people, so I, I walked and I, l- I got to right over here. It was the in 2 chairs right over here, and, uh, and I mean, it was like I knew, I knew that was it. I was like, you know, <laughs> in my spirit, and I was like, and then I'll be honest with you, I got really discouraged because I knew the people that sat there very, very well, and I knew they didn't have an eating disorder. I just knew. I was like, they, they're very healthy people. That was not, I just got very discouraged, and I was like, dadgummit. And, um, but again, I had done something. So I go back. I used to take my clothes with me. I'd, I'd show up and pray in my, in my sweatpants and T-shirt or flip-flops, and then I'd bring on my clothes with me. So I went back to my office, I changed clothes, and I got ready for my meeting. And I, um, I told the T people in the, in, the, in the green room, well, well, first of all, the couple that sat in that chair that I kind of got a little radar on, they always came to that meeting, the the pre-service meeting, and were with us there. They were prayer leaders. And so I was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. Just to make sure, I'm going to bring it up in the pre-service meeting and then watch their face to see if I can get some kind of read on this thing. And so uh, I come into the meeting and I'm like, "Um, you know, I just get a sense that the Lord's going to do some prophetic ministry today. Of course, I I was not used to doing this. And everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And so... uh, and I have—I mean, when I say my faith, I had one percent faith at that time, one percent. And I said, uh, and I said, yeah, I even feel like the Lord's going to deal with <laughs> this couple standing right over here. I was like, and I feel like the Lord's going to deal with eating disorders. <laughs> I <just laughs> hit them with the eyes, you know, like you know. And I'm what I'm wanting is like for them to like like just give me something in the natural and I mean both of them just didn't even flinch praise God praise God gummit praise God nothing I needed you to have an issue like we're working on something here and uh so I, if my faith was at one percent before it's at like point two percent by the time I finished our pre-service meeting and um The green room was on this side of the sanctuary at that time, and I, so I, I remember, well, I really wasn't expecting much, to be honest with you, but I, I remember walking out, and I looked over at that chair, and um, two first-time guests had showed up and walked to the very front and sat right there, and this lady, I knew her from our past, I didn't know she had an eating disorder at the time, but when I walked in, I almost didn't recognize her because she probably weighed 85 pounds. She was probably 5'9 and 85 pounds. I mean, it was, she just, and this is how terrible it was. I was like, oh, thank God someone's got an eating disorder. I'm like, you yeah. know. But I, I just remember just the overwhelming, like, oh, my gosh. Like, the scary nature of trying to walk out this prophetic word that I would have the ability to look in files and get, I mean, it was just, it, it, I'll just tell you, you're going, if you're ever going to get it right, you're going to have to get it wrong. <laughs> and you have to be okay with getting it wrong. And if you didn't hear my message a couple weeks ago on being hidden in Christ, please go back and listen. It's the key to all of this. Because if I'm not hidden with Christ, I will not be bold and courageous and flowing my gift because I'll find my identity even in my giftedness or my lack thereof. I'll find my identity and my ability to prophesy and get it right or my sometimes when I miss it, then I'll shrink back. No, no, you're, you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But you have a spiritual gift that you hold out with an open hand say, Lord, this you gave me this for the advancement of the kingdom. So I'm going to learn, even if I don't get it right the first time, even if I don't, my gosh, the disciples, they got it wrong most of the time, especially Peter. I mean, he never did the right thing first. But he did something. And as it pertains to the prophetic, and and of course at the end of this, I got to pray, and it was interesting, that lady was so in bondage, she would not raise her hand. I mean, just sat there and just stared me right in the face. And it was just such a stronghold in her life. She could not raise her hand for freedom, but I just prayed for her anyway. I'm, I, I didn't point her out and call her out to embarrass her or anything like that, but I just prayed for that thing to be broken off of her life. And I just began to prophetically declare the Lord gave me a word of wisdom based on a prophecy and a word of knowledge based on a prophetic word that I walked out, and I just began to prophetically declare her, forth, forth told her future. This will not be something you deal with the rest of your life. This will not be who you are. And, and I I, I'll just say this. I believe that the Word of God is what the Word of God says it is, which is the Word of God is, pow- is powerful, and it must go forth and accomplish that which it was intended to accomplish. And just as much as the Scriptures are the Word of God, so is a true prophetic Word of God. And I, believe, I just believe that something happened, and something happened in her. That's what prophecy is for. It's that ability to change the... To, to, to give someone a picture of the future to hold on to or change the future in someone's life once and for all. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.